Yo, 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 yo. It's episode 65 of the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. On today's episode, we talk about mysterious holiday lovers, heart stoppers, and mayhem in India. Grab your snake charmers and let's roll. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy, Voyagers and Christine. And guess what? (laughs) What? I'm tired. (laughs) You're tired? It's uh, a big week. It's Thanksgiving week. I think everybody's just really tired. I'm beat, man. The sun sets at like 2 p.m. now. and Not really, but it feels like it. I thought that was a good joke, but then in some places the sun actually does set at 2 p.m. Yeah. Wow. You didn't want to be mistaken for... Northern Alaska, Alaska, or somewhere. Yeah, the sunset's about five thirty, but still, it feels really early, you guys. I know, just makes everything tired. Yeah, I'm I'm tired, man. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving week. It's busy, but you know what? We do get to knock off on Wednesday. Yes, we do. And yes. knock off we shall. Knock off we will. I mean, maybe we'll take a break. Ne- maybe we won't post next week an episode. Oh, are the, how are the people, how are the Voyagers going to feel about that? I don't know. You'll have to let us know. Okay. We, well, might, we might take it off for Thanksgiving. We might take it off. Sorry, guys. We've got to have holidays too, you know. Yeah, we need we, a holiday. We need a holiday. Boy, <laughs> do we. Speaking of holidays, speaking of bad holidays. Uh, oh, what I a have, segue. Well, I have a couple of uh, in the news stories that are not so bon voyages. Are you Fan- interested? Oh, I'm yes? definitely interested. No. Yeah, I'm in, interested. You, yep. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Well, before we do that, let's just tell the voyagers what's coming up on this episode. So you've got some in the newsers. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. In the uh, and then we have a voyager chat. Yes, we do. From a fellow travel podcaster who's got some very funny stories about India. In fact, if you head over to his podcast, The Worst Traveler, which is in our episode description, you actually find that this week we're on his podcast. We did a bit of a podcast swap. And so he's on ours and we're on his. So you should go and listen to our stories on his podcast. Yes, we are very excited to speak with Tom Page and hear a couple of his stories about India. They're going to yes. be good. But before we get into that, uh, let's see what's happening in the news right now. What's happening in the news? Okay, let's let's start with this interesting story that I will tell you about right now. Okay, got a title for me? I actually do have a title. Woo-hoo. I have two stories. Only one of them has a title. So mm, that's I'm pretty good. 50%, 50%. Yeah, 50% is actually very good for you. Thank you. <laughs> but if but if you ba- <laughs> but if you balance if you balanced out your season long average of how many titles you've given me for stories, you'd be at like a five percent. What's my batting average? Uh, for five percent. No, okay, well, whatever there that you means. Go. I'm working on it. Okay, so the title of this news story is "Getting Ghosted by Your Fiance," not uh, your fiance, but. This person's fiance. Okay, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds not fun. Okay, so this is a recent news story about a British woman. Her name is Amethyst Realm. Amethyst. Amethyst. Sounds like, a, sounds like an ancient gem. It is. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, amethyst is oh, okay. a crystal. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. you're good job. Way yeah. to identify. Uh, she is 32, and back in 2008, she fell in love with a guy named Ray while she was vacationing in Australia. Was he Australian? Uh, I actually, I think he's British. Okay. So Australia, obviously, very romantic spot. Lots of people probably fall in love there, I would mm-hmm. think. It's very nice. So uh, they even joined the Mile High Club on the flight back home. Oh. Yeah, so get it. Get it, Ray and Amethyst. Get it, girl. And then on their nine-month anniversary, Ray proposed to Amethyst, and things were going really well. They were wedding planning and everything, until they took a couple's trip to Thailand in May. 
And Amethyst says that Ray started being really inconsiderate on the trip. And she thinks he fell into like a really bad crowd while they were in Thailand and maybe even started doing drugs with oh, this wow. bad crowd. So is this a new, this is not in the news. This is not new news. Well, this uh, it was recently in the news ah. um, because, well, let me keep going. Okay, okay. So she said he would disappear for long periods of time. You, I mean, you could say that he ghosted her, Ooh. which would be very appropriate because Ray is, in fact, a ghost. So that is actually a very <laughs> good term for this. <laughs> yes, so Ray is a ghost that Amethyst met on holiday in Australia. Um, they were engaged. To a ghost. She, she's she's a right, living person, and he's a ghost. Yeah. She's a liver. She's a liver. She's what we refer to in the spiritual world as a liver. <laughs> she's a liver. He's, he's more a of a debtor. Kidney. He's more of a debtor. <laughs> yeah. He, um, yeah. It's, so it's he's basic, really. You've got your livers, you've got your debtors. <laughs> pretty much. And uh, that's pretty much how you just you know distinguish between two people. Personally, yeah. I identify as a liver. Me too. I also identify as, as such. Mm-hmm. But Ray is, in fact, a ghost. Amethyst apparently had had relations with other ghosts, um, but she fell in love with Ray. They joined the Mile High Club on the flight back. So you mean she's much just... easier to sneak into the bathroom when one of you is so a ghost. So she just finished herself off, did you? Okay, that's a very intense conversation <laughs> for our podcast. Uh, this is not Call Her Daddy, so we're not going to be talking about that. Um, so basically, well, lucky I pulled back on what I was going to say. Then. Oh God! Okay. So basically, when they were on, in Thailand together on their couples well, vacation, well, well, let's just clarify: when she was there with her imaginary ghost friend. Yes. Okay. Well, he's. I can't speak to whether ghosts are are real. I, I believe in some paranormal stuff, so who knows? You never know. Whatever. This okay. is a great 2020. Anything can happen. Uh, so they broke up on their holiday in Thailand because apparently he was out drinking, doing drugs, and he even brought other ghosts back to their hotel room to party. Wow. Which is probably really annoying, right? You know, you don't want to... The hotel rooms are only so big in Thailand, unless you have a suite. Yeah. You got a bunch of ghosts in there. I mean, what they're not do? taking up any room, but yeah. apparently they were making a lot of loud noises. They were crashing into things, and they were just I very thought they loud. just go through things. Um. Well, apparently not. What do we, I'm just going to duck next door and see something through the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they could have just used another room, but whatever. Okay. Um, but Amethyst says that she thinks Ray's partying was due to stress from the pandemic um, and having to social Wait, distance so- from his ghost friends. So ghosts indeed as well have to social distance because I'm confused they might about- get illnesses. I'm confused about the timeline of this story. The timeline? That's you talked the about 2008. Part? Yeah, they met in 2008. And then you said they got engaged after nine months. Yes. And then they were engaged for a while. And then they took a tri- couple's trip to Thailand. So like they're engaged for 12 years. 12 years? Oh, wait, wait. You're right. What? I don't wait, understand. That is, I don't understand Maybe I meant 2018. Line. Okay. I wouldn't really worry about the timeline. The timeline doesn't really matter. It's okay. more the fact that he's a ghost is an interesting part. I, I mean, might the timeline have, it might have matters. Met 2018. Okay. I guess. I well, we're not going to go wrong. back and edit it now. I mean, look, the news stories that are covering the story are not the, is this uh, the Daily tip Mail? of the top. It's the mostly Daily Mail, The Sun, um, whatever crap they have over there in you know in Australia and in England. And because uh, you guys have definitely got <laughs> our news, our news is so great. Um, so who knows? Maybe they messed up as well. Okay, so the point of the story, I mean, really, it doesn't really matter. The point of the story is some woman fell in love with an imaginary ghost. Uh, they we don't got, know if it's imaginary, but yes. Okay, yes, sorry, a, a real ghost, a very real ghost. They got engaged, they went on a trip together, and then he started playing up. He started partying, and she couldn't. She doesn't want to be involved with a drug addict ghost, you know. Oh, she God. wants clean cut. What do drugs, what do uh, ghosts get high on? I don't know. 
Probably like, fumes. <laughs> Definitely like some huffing of paint, I would think. Mm. Okay, yeah. so what? So what? Tell me what's happened to this well, she, this so, romantic love affair. I mean, I, their story is really very similar to ours, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, I know. Couple met overseas, overseas they yeah. fall in love. Just yeah, but you know, and he, she thinks that the stress was because he had to social distance from his ghost friends because ghosts have to social distance as well. Really? You know, okay. They can also get illnesses. So, you know, he, she thought that's why he was acting out. She's giving him a lifeline. So, but they did call off the wedding. They had a wedding plan in Somerset. And apparently both her and Ray's families were devastated by the news that the uh, wedding has been called off. Okay. Well, I hope that, you know, if it's back on, please let us know. So we'd love to cover we'll it. We'll attend. We'd, we'd love, love to, to cover attend. It. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if Ray's family is also ghosts or it's a, his, <laughs> they're living, their livers or, or, their or what, but um, but nobody was happy about that. Okay. Does anybody know, did they ever, she ever find out who this Ray guy actually was? I don't life? know. I don't know. That is probably the most bizarre travel story we've ever told on our podcast. Yes, I know. I, w- I wish we had had that for Halloween because I thought that was a good one. <laughs> I told that well, right? I, the lead up? Uh, besides the timeline. Yeah, besides the timeline, that completely threw me out. Apologies to anyone who's very much a linear listener yeah. like myself. If you're worried about numbers, get off this podcast. <laughs> we're not we're not numbers people. We're not numbers people. All right. And you said you had one more. I do. I have another one. Okay. So this is a wild news story. So Whoa. earlier this month, a 45-year-old hiker named Michael Nepinski uh, went on a snowshoe hike to part of Mount Rainier National Park, yes. which is in Rin- Washington. Yes, R- yep. Near Washington. Sa- Seattle, right? Yes, I think so, yeah. Okay, so he was had planned to meet up with his friends at part of the park called Paradise, and he got Sounds close beautiful. to the end of the trail, and it suddenly turned to a whiteout, like full snow whiteout. He couldn't see anything, and we don't really know what happened next, but it's likely that he fell because he had a lot of bruising and scratches on his body. Mm. So when They his- always fall. They always fall. I mean, as a whiteout, you're on a mountain, you're probably yeah. going to fall. You're like, where, which way am I going? Bye. <laughs> so when his friends didn't meet up with him, or when he didn't meet up with his friends, they reported him missing, and teams were sent out to search for him. But when it got to nighttime, the temperature dropped down to 16 degrees. That's which very is cold. Fahrenheit, which is Below very cold. Below freezing. Below freezing. Don't know what it is Celsius for our Celsius uh, normal listeners. Google it. Translate it. Uh, and they also had a five-inch snowfall. And That's a lot of snow. So they had to wait for the next day to look for him. Uh, and the next afternoon, a helicopter located him in the Nisqually River drainage and airlifted him to the hospital. Damn, that is not a good trip. No. So when he got there, he had a weak pulse and hypothermia. You know, he's literally been sleeping in the snow below freezing. Freezing cold. Very, very cold. Next time you say you're freezing, you think about this guy. He was really freezing. He was very cold. Very cold. So he got to the hospital, and minutes later, his heart stopped beating. Whoa. He was just in the nick of time. His heart stopped beating. Yeah. Yeah, he died. Oh. Well, his heart stopped beating, which is when you die, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he just got there just in time, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did he? Is he dead, actually? Well, okay, so the medical team performed CPR and hooked him up to an ECMO machine, which, like, does something with the blood, blah, blah, blah. Not a science podcast. You'll look it up if you're interested. Yep, Google it. Uh, but miraculously, 45 minutes later, his heart started beating again. Maybe it defrosted. Maybe. It had to thaw <laughs> out like the Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So he, he was, was dead he for was 45 dead minutes. He was dead on the operating table or on a table probably. That's where you are. And uh, for 45 minutes and then he went back to life. And so is he fine now? Um, He will probably need – he's still in the hospital um, and he'll probably need physical therapy, but they're hopeful that he'll make a full recovery. Damn, good work, Michael. I know. He was probably in really good shape. Yeah. That's what I there can There you imagine. go. Get yeah. in good shape. So that's a hopeful story, happy story, happy ending. Which yeah. we love to hear. Yes. But imagine um, when I said just in the nick of time, like if he wasn't at the hospital and how it stopped, he would definitely have been a goner. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been hooked up to all the machines. Yeah. And yeah. Then he wouldn't have had professional medical staff there to help him. So he's also, very lucky. Thank God they found him with five inches of snow. He could have been buried. Yeah, it's not that big. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. still, I mean. Enough if, if he was laying human. down. Yeah, to cover him. Right. Whew, close call, Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who knows? I mean, any longer and he could have, uh, you know, been tragically passed away and he could have been next on Amethyst's list of, of, <laughs> of new lovers. New suitors, yeah. New suitors, yeah. So, you know, things aren't working out with Ray. Um, you know, keep tabs <laughs> on Michael. Yeah. See if he makes it through. If he doesn't. <laughs> You know, maybe he's looking for a new girlfriend. Yeah, a new love liver. story. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we've got two very different stories, and uh, now we're going to jump into a Voyager mm-hmm. chat, which has got a whole bunch of different stories again. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we chat with Tom Page, who is from the podcast The Worst Traveller. We're going to jump into his stories in India. Christine's going to jump into an intro. So let's head across there now and check it out. Hey there, Voyagers. We are here with Tom Page. Tom is the host of the Worst Traveler podcast, where he tells his own wild travel stories and interviews other travelers from all walks of life. Thanks for coming on today, Tom. Let's kick off today's episode with you telling the Voyagers a little bit about yourself, your podcast, and your travels. Of course. Well, first of all, Jules, Christine, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Cheers, mate. So my name's Tom. Um, Like you say, I run a podcast called The Worst Traveler, and it kind of came about because I travel and I don't think I'm very good at it. So I wanted to (laughs) share my experiences as a result. That's awesome. I feel like a lot of people can resonate with that idea. Like even people who have been traveling for years and years end up in like the craziest situations and make terrible choices sometimes. And they're like, how did I become such a bad traveler? I feel like everybody's been there. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. That's awesome. I I think the other side to it as well, there's a lot of people on, on Instagram, I think like influencers who claim to be claim to be the best. They have the most knowledge about, I don't know, hostels. And I, I really found that I, I didn't. So why not yeah. <laughs> tell it how it is? And <laughs> well, I, I mean, even like we've made travel, I mean, we've been traveling for 10 years and travel has been one of our like main businesses for the last sort of five years working as bloggers and content creators. And I, and I would say that we are like people who are pretty good travelers. And even still, we have like bad travel moments. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll like book a flight at a certain time or like you know we'll just do something we'll turn around and go like why the fuck did we do that like why did we why did we book a flight for five in the morning just because it was a little bit cheaper thinking that we'd be able to get up at three and yeah you know like just stupid stuff like why do we think that we could book this hostel like over this weekend and just just some things so i think it's like humbling to realize that no matter how much of an expert you think you are or at least other people think they are uh you can always have those bad travel moments Absolutely. For sure. And like you say, they're the best stories. No one wants to hear about when you were at home by 7 p.m., had a nice meal and went to bed. Like, that's boring, eh? Yeah, right, I just exactly. want to hear the cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's what we would say. It's like if you ask somebody like, oh, how was your trip to Italy? Oh, it was good. You know, everything was perfect. Uh, I went to all the places I wanted to go to and the food was the good. And, uh, yep. and, I, and I went home and it's like, okay, cool. And then you get someone who comes home and they're like, oh, fuck, the bag's got lost. And then we did <laughs> then the hotel reservation. And then like, 
they're not only the stories that are interesting for other people, but they're the stories that people remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when they look back on, often they're the ones that people will like have a laugh about, no matter how stressful or, you know, it felt like at the time. Yeah, and you always come out the other side stronger. Like, they're the best transformative experiences. So it sounds cheesy, but you learn about yourself, eh? Exactly, yeah. At the time, like, you're like, this sucks. Like, this is horrible. But at the end of it, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I made it through and I can, you know, survive on my own. I can handle pretty much anything that life throws at me. So in the end, it's for the best. It's a real pressure test. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get into your pressure test and find out about your, some of your worst travel experiences, we're going to jump into our not-so-fab five questions uh, just to warm us up, get us started. And the first one we're going to ask you is, what is the worst thing that you've ever eaten on your travels? Um, yeah, when you sent this, I had to kind of think about it. And I think I've eaten some, I think I've eaten some odd stuff, like stuff in India. I think I had pigeon once in, in Egypt. Oh, wow. But mm-hmm. the, I, rats, I don't think rats of the skies, as they're often commonly known. Very true. A beautiful <laughs> bird. They were running, um, they were running a uh, advert on London buses like about three months ago saying that pigeons are just puppies. Like, because I think, I don't know if people were treating them bad or something. So they had like this little cute face on this horrible little mm. dirty body. Wow. Um, <laughs> but, pigeon um, <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, I think the worst thing though, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it was a, it was a Mars bar in, um, in Oslo in Norway. And it's not because it tasted bad. It was because the price of it. Oh. It costs like £2.50. Um, I don't know if you've traveled around the Scandinavian countries, but they are just ridiculous in terms of cost. Yeah. And I think it was more annoyance um, that it wasn't like this luxury Mars bar. It was just this, this dirty little thing that it was not, <laughs> not what it was great up to be. Totally. It's a different interpretation of that uh, question. Yeah, usually I, our last guest said um, a hot pot that had duck blood, congealed duck blood. Yeah, duck <laughs> and blood. fermented tofu. Yeah, but Gosh. an expensive candy bar would be really annoying, especially because like the whole idea with traveling long term is like budget, you know, yeah. so you can travel mm. as long as possible. So to overpay on something that's such a like, small item on, would be come like, on. oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Just frustrating. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we did have somebody who said the worst was cheese fries. And we're like, how do you mess that up? And they're like, they did. Don't worry. That's cheese why- fries. What, like cheese fries with cheese on top? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't that's know why it was so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, moving to the next question. What has been your least favorite country that you've traveled to? This is a tricky one. I'm sure a lot of people say this because you don't want to, um, you don't want to reject brand deals as a as a result no we do we do say every time we ask this we always say it's controversial people don't want to offend people but at the end of the day like you know as long as it comes down to like an understanding that's your personal experience in that place or like you know we've had people come on and said they hated cambodia because they got in two bus crashes and we're like okay that's fair enough you know like they're not saying they hate cambodia because cambodians suck (laughs) you know they're just saying like so you know let it rip i think i probably said a lot about myself by saying that i cared more about brand deals before offending people though (laughs) it's all about the money (laughs) sell out (laughs) um but i think the place I struggled with the most was my very first solo trip. And that was in Romania, in Bucharest. I was there for, I think, it was like a long weekend, maybe like three days or something. And I had never stayed in a hostel before. And I just really struggled getting around like language barrier as well. I went in November time. Uh, it was like this time, like four or five years ago. And I, it was cold. Like I was miserable. I was at a miserable kind of point in my life as well, I suppose. And as a result, like everything in the country just... It annoyed me, I suppose. Like I, I couldn't mm-hmm. get somewhere. I couldn't communicate with people. 
So it was just frustrating, but it's one of those places you like to go back again and experience it and see it in a different light, you know? Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like everybody's personal, where they're at in their life and what happens to them on in a, is definitely going to frame how they interpret a country and how they like how they feel about it afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah, and it would sure. be hard to go to a country like your first backpacking trip that isn't probably not a lot of people speak English and be hard to communicate. Like that would just be a struggle because it's hard enough when you first start backpacking. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how <laughs> this works. Like, what? How? Where am I supposed to go? And yeah, that's always kind of a struggle. Is that first trip? Yeah. Mm. Have you been to Romania? Uh, no, no, we no. haven't. We've been to Bulgaria, but been not Romania. Bulgaria. Oh, nice. We've been around it, like Bulgaria, Hungary, Estonia. Sort of mm-hmm. Circled it, but <laughs> never, uh, <laughs> never been. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one then you uh, you can offend people on this one. Well, you don't offend mm-hmm. too many. What's the most overrated landmark, landmark or attraction that you've ever been to? You can really let rip. I um, yeah, I'm, I'm from a little town called Eastbourne on the south coast of England. And every year we have these German students who come over and I'm part of a group that teaches them English. And we do like five teaching days and then we go up to London um, for two of the week, two of the days in the week. And the worst place that I go every year, about 10 times a year, is Madame Tussauds. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things like it's, it's good the first time. And it's kind of interesting and like really curious how they, how they make these people look so real or not real in some of the cases. But after a while, you realize that it is just, it's weird. Like to be in this room <laughs> with people made of wax and you're taking pictures of it and posing with them. And especially in the one in London as well, they have people taking photos made of wax as well. Like, so you, you, you don't know who, who is who. And um, I don't oh, know if you know the weird. rumor. Um, meta. <laughs> it's very odd it's very odd so people are like oh sorry and get in the way of like these pictures but they're actually just a, a candle essentially <laughs> um but um i don't know if you know the rumor or the conspiracy theory about like the royal family in the uk and like like highbrow celebrities in general being lizards oh yeah you know? like the lizard yeah yeah i feel mark like zuckerberg. i have heard a little bit about that <laughs> the yeah. lizard. is it mark zuckerberg the lizard king or something like that <laughs> exactly yeah he blinks sideways and stuff and yeah <laughs> i don't think madame Tussauds does yeah, exactly. I don't think Madame Tussauds does any favors for distilling that rumor. Like, like the queen just looks weird. I, I think they're just buying into that reptilian thing. So yeah, Madame Tussauds is not um not the one for me. Okay. We did not go there when we were in London. That kind of stuff kind of freaks me out. I don't really like. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've seen too many horror movies that they're gonna like come mm. to life or something. There's one down in uh, Hollywood, isn't there? Uh, there is, yeah, yeah, on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah, 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 yeah. by the Chinese theatre, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I either went there or went out the front, and they had they had some at the front, and I just remember being like, "This is odd." People are taking selfies with them as if they're taking pictures with the real person, and you're like, "Yeah, come on, man." That's <laughs> well when they start like, speaking to them as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, I really liked you in that movie. Cool. <laughs> it's funny to think of them as a giant candle. I've never thought about that. Exactly. Just put a little just wick, put a on wick top. in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that would be a, that would be like a horror movie thing if you just see like a half melted Leonardo DiCaprio, it's like wax dripping <laughs> down his face. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. Okay, what is the worst place you've ever slept on your travels? Um, so I had I had two for this one, and they were both actually in in Sydney, Australia. Um, so I used to live in this place that was just horrible and it was, I kind of bought it. I didn't buy it. I I rented it like last minute. I was staying in Australia for a week with friends and thought I really need to get somewhere. And it was just full of cockroaches. It was infested like in the room and in the kitchen as well. So that made for some uncomfortable nights. But, um, I think 
possibly the the weirdest place, but also the coolest, I think, as well, in a way, is um, underneath the Opera House um, in Sydney. And that was one, that was at the end of my... Uh, my Sydney living kind of thing, I suppose. I was there for six months and my tenancy came to an end. And so I had to spend the next week in a friend's house. And as a result, I was spending my last week with friends, like seeing people of an evening and decided to go out one night and didn't tell the friend who I was staying with. Ended up, long story short, leaving at 2 a.m. and he was asleep. And so all the trains had cut off by then as well. So I decided to go on a little walking tour half cut to <laughs> the opera house and um just had a little wander around for a little bit bumped into these um these two girls who were arguing over something and i could hear them before i could see them and as i walked up there was like this purse on the floor like with money in it and i asked them if it was theirs and they were like oh you stole it and started having a go at me and then they <laughs> wow, asked me where my phone was is dead. <laughs> it really is it really is um and then they started asking me where their phone was as well and it kind of it came to a head that they had gotten an uber absolutely pissed themselves and wanted to, um, I, I can't remember where they were going. Well, they, they got in an argument with the Uber driver and left early and they had left their phone in the car. And we went and sat in this diner for ages where I gave them my phone to use and they started ringing people. And it, it was very, very uncomfortable. I, I just wanted someone to talk to that evening and they were stealing my phone and going out the, the restaurant and, and calling people. So I was a bit apprehensive, like them stealing my stuff. And then they left without paying um, the bill. And I, so I had to... Don and Dash. Exactly. Yeah, I had to cover that. And then I think it got to about like 4 or 5 a.m. And I was like, I'm, I'm going. And went to the opera house, sat on this bench for a little while um, and tried to lie down. It was kind of cold. So I, um, I went inside to where I think there's a, there's a car park meter where you pay for your parking. Mm. That's what a car park meter is, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and essentially, there was a little bench in there that was kind of out of the out of the the wind. And I had a towel in my bag, so I've been to the beach that day and lied down and went to sleep for about an hour. Um, <laughs> got woken up, I think maybe like six a.m. or something. Got the guy cleaning around the area I was like, "Oh, you've got to get out of here, go away." Get out of and here! I just told yeah. him that I was, <laughs> yeah, you slob. Um, and I just told him that I was working. Um, I was just about to start work. So I'm just having a bit of sleep before. Um, all complete <laughs> lies. But, and uh, yeah, he went around again. And a half hour later, I got... He's like, all right, get to work then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, help me as a broom. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was an interesting experience under the Opera House. Um, I suppose not many people can say they've done it, but um, Good stuff. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> nice. All right. And the last one. Uh, now, be honest with us here. Have you ever pooped your pants while traveling? I haven't. I okay. haven't actually done it. And I've been close. Um, so my, my biggest trip was in India. And I obviously, like many people, got deli belly. And I actually saved myself. And this is a bit horrible. I had, it's, it's an odd thing to talk about. But I did like shit myself, but I was in the shower at the time. <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah, it's, it saves it a lot of time. I, it does. And, but it, it, I won't say where it is in case like people listen, like who I was with, but yeah, it just, it washes away. It washes away. That's all you need to say. It, it's clean when it's when you got Daily Belly. Yeah. Wow. That's good luck. A good place to yeah. shit yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's not the nicest thing. Yeah. 
Okay, now that we're all warmed up and know more about you, <laughs> Liz- <laughs> we've got the juices flowing. <laughs> oh God! Uh, we will get into your not so bon voyages. So it sounds like you have a lot of crazy stories from your travels, and today you're telling us some wild stories about your trip to India. Yeah, India. So paint the picture for the voyages. Tell us what you're up to. What went wrong? I think you had a couple of things that went wrong, didn't you? Many, many things, and it it's my own fault. It's my own fault. Like I um. I mean, you're the worst traveler. Yeah, it's it's in the name. You you have to do it. It's on brand. <laughs> it's on brand. It's in yeah, the job description. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I set myself up to fail in a way that I went with um, no bags. So I um, I decided to travel with no luggage, not as like a, I'm going to be really cool and go around smelling, just because I thought I was going to set my life up in India. So I ended up booking a one way ticket. And I had a 12-month visa, which I think is pretty rare. Like normally people get one month or three months at the most. Had you been before? And never, never been before. But I told them that I... That's a big move. Yeah, it, it's... To like go somewhere that you'd never been before and be like, I'm going to live here. I live here now. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason why I did that is because I wanted to be in a Bollywood film. Like I wanted to um, set myself up as a, a Bollywood actor in a way. Um, <laughs> that is an awesome goal. Yeah. <laughs> Random but true. awesome. <laughs> it came true. Um, I'll tell you about that in a bit. But yeah, essentially, I, I was working as an actor in the UK for a little while. Uh, I was doing a tour of a show and it was like a one-person show. So it was really good fun. Like I just toured around the country seeing places that I'd never, never even heard of that were on my doorstep before. And we got to like, I don't know, six months into it and it got booked to go to the US like we're going to Soho Playhouse Um, but I booked a ticket to India so I was like you know what this is really really frustrating so I'm going to go out and make my career there instead and um, I yeah I just wanted to to set up a life there and then on my second day I met this guy called Ollie who's been a guest on my podcast next week actually and um, he was walking from the very top to the very bottom of India like thousands and thousands of miles and he had been booked that day to be in a Bollywood film and he, I, th- I don't think this is related to what I was talking about before. But <laughs> no, yeah, this, is interesting. Interesting. this is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, yeah, he'd been booked as an extra. This person had spotted him just walking with his backpack on the side of the road. And I kind of obviously wanted to kind of take this opportunity to kickstart my career or whatever. And I said to him, is there any chance that they're looking for someone else as well? And he texted the person who he'd met. And the next day I was in a Bollywood film. Like it was amazing. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. This guy, it was so cool. Good. A great experience. Um, this guy called Amir Khan. I don't know if you know him. He's like a Bollywood actor. He's like one of their idols, I suppose, in the in the in the film market. And he was in it, and we had a scene with him. We were there all day, and then eventually it got it got cut because we ran out of time. But <laughs> it was kind of a a little taste and something that I decided that maybe it wasn't wasn't quite what I what I hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. But um, but you're in yeah, India. So I, <laughs> yeah, I'm in India now. I'm in India now, and that's uh, that's, that's an crazy. experience. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I had no bags, so that kind of stopped me from enjoying it to start with because it was just so so stressful. Like I, I needed to buy underwear. I needed to buy like a change of clothes. You know, I just had my phone, my wallet, my passport, and a phone charger, and nothing else. That's like, no all toothbrush. you brought that's to India. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no. not even, not even, why didn't you just take a carry-on bag? <laughs> It's too much, too much. I think I probably bought like a, a packet of sweets at the airport, which probably was a bag, but no, no. Wow. I was in, um, I was in Dubai with my, my parents before for my, my 21st birthday. And um, we, 
we were getting ready to leave. They were going back to the UK and I was going onwards to Mumbai. And they were saying, oh, what do you want to pack? Because I had brought stuff with me to, to go there. And I kind of thought, do you know what? Because I was watching a few like YouTube videos before of people giving packing tips. I don't know if you've seen those kind of things mm-hmm. where yeah. they're like, okay, lay everything out on the bed and then get rid of half of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of thought, oh, cool. I'll get rid of all of it. Um, and so I, I kind of thought because it's so cheap in India, like I'll be able to buy a bag very, very cheap, like compared to what I have in the UK. And I'll be, I suppose, giving back um, in a way. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Support the local economy. I mean, economy. Christine brings more for yep. a walk around the corner. Uh, <laughs> I, what I do is <laughs> put, <to> shops. <laughs> I put all my stuff on the bed and then I double it. <laughs> and yeah. add more. And I, Two of them, three of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we do the same thing. We lay it all out. I take out half and then Christine puts, adds half and adds it to my half and then that's, exactly. that's how we pack. <laughs> and you pay an extra for luggage and stuff. Yeah. 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 Damn. <laughs> all right. That's an that's a interesting way to travel, that's man. That's very adventurous. I mean, I, I haven't really done anything like that since because like even speaking about it now, it is very silly. It's very stupid, but like it was good fun. Um, so I, I walking around like I was desperate to find stuff as quickly as possible, but ended up meeting this guy because I need to find somewhere to stay. Obviously, I hadn't even booked that. And this, this guy was a bit odd. Like I've been walking around all day, like desperate to find somewhere and kept getting rejected for somewhere to stay that night. People saying, oh, we only take locals or something, which I've never really heard before in India mm-hmm. other than Mumbai. Hmm. Um, and I, I was just walking along the street and then this guy came up to me. I was like, you're looking for somewhere to stay, aren't you? He was a, he was a local and he was like, follow me. And he started taking me down these like winding alleys. Like I got lost completely. I, I tried to find my way back the next day, but couldn't. And, um, he took me to this hotel that was really dingy. I suppose like the equivalent, of like a one star or something. Hmm. And, um, it was down this side alley and the guy who was working behind the reception looked really, really pleased uh, when he came in. It was like, I think he was working on commission, this guy. <laughs> yeah, um, he's like, yes. so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He kind of cashed in on this poor little tourist wandering around with his passport. And um, yeah, he took me into this room and it cost like a lot more than I was hoping to pay in the first night. But the room was awful. Like, it was like a prison cell. Um, it didn't even have windows. Like, it was in this almost like an elevator shaft in the middle of the building. And um, and there were like these buttons there, and it kept going up and down all night. And, uh, <laughs> exactly, oh, yeah, it, it was, was an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it was warm though. Yeah, people and, kept getting um, in and out. It's, now I think about it, <laughs> it's a very social environment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, the the room was awful. Like there was a there was a toilet in this elevator, and um, like the door opened. Obviously, it was like a a squat one, not a typical Western toilet. But there was like flies or, or probably mosquitoes like around it. It was just. It just wasn't nice. There was bugs climbing up the wall. Um, yeah, not not the nicest place. So I just kind of camped up and folded my arms and went to sleep. Didn't even get under the covers. Wow, that sounds horrible. What did your parents think of you going off as like a young kid <laughs> with n- nothing and no like place booked, just going to India with a one way ticket? Do you know what I think? You had a phone charger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did have a phone charger, so everything was okay. Um, did you have an adapter yeah, I, though? <laughs> no, that, I, actually, I did have an adapter. It was um, I bought a universal one before, so it was plugged into that oh, already. You were, mate, you were sick. <laughs> I was prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, do you know what? I think they were slightly worried. They didn't really let on. Um, I mean, when I was leaving, um, when we left Dubai Airport, like it was kind of an emotional goodbye because I had this one-way ticket, obviously wanting to set up a life there um and didn't know when i'd see them again so yeah i think my mum was obviously 
really really worried as a result but i i kept in contact the best i could i got i got a sim card on the first day which i always recommend to do like a local sim card for yeah. data and calling it's amazing yeah yeah that's we always do that as well it's i think like so definitely i would bring like at least a carry-on bag um but i think that like <laughs> it's a good lesson though that around the world you can get so much of the stuff you need we we're always the same like we we do travel with a bit of stuff, but that's because we're moving around and we're staying in places for a while and we've got a lot of stuff mm. for work, like camera equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, we know people who like pack toilet paper and like toothpaste and like all this random shit, like shampoo and you're like, you, you know, you, you can get all, and like, unless you're bougie and you have like all your fancy products, like, but you can buy everything that you need around the world. Like you 100%. can buy underwear, you can buy t-shirts, like, yeah, you can buy all these things. Unless there's something very specific that you need, like- you don't need to bring much with you. Right. Absolutely. I, 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 although I say I didn't travel with anything, I did buy a toothbrush and, um, and some like shower gel when I was there. I do hasten to add that. I wasn't just wandering <laughs> around smelling for ages. But um, it got stolen though, unfortunately. Um, so I, uh, I think I, it was one of the days where I was ill just in a room and I had this little, um, little bag from like a, a tiny shop with yeah, toothbrush, toothpaste, shower gel. And nothing, uh, and then the clothes soap actually. Um, this little blue bar um, that you were meant to like rub on your clothes in the sink, but it stained everything. So <laughs> I, well, it did more harm than good. It was this um, this white shirt that I was traveling around with, and on the first day, I ended up playing uh, playing football with these local kids on a beach, and well, it started off as football, and then it turned into this um, game of violence, essentially called mm-hmm. kabaddi which um, I've heard is like a, a national sport in India. And it's kind of like British Bulldog. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where someone's in the middle and everyone has to run the other side without getting aggressively tackled to the ground. Oh, okay. Good. And yeah, and it was, I got like absolutely covered in like this really strong, like um, staining yellow sand. And it basically got turned blue by this, uh, <laughs> this blue soap. It was mm-hmm. pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there was something about a death threat in India. Can you tell us about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, So that came towards like the end of my trip. Uh, I think everyone in the country had got annoyed with me by this point. And um, I, uh, so it happened in Varanasi, uh, which is the holy city, Um, like an incredible, beautiful place with so much history. I think it's one of the older cities. Um, And it's right on the banks of the river Ganges. And it's, um, for people who don't know very nasty, it's where they burn the bodies. So loads of funerals. It's uh, an amazing place. And yeah, so, so people go there to die and people bring their dead relatives there in these um, kind of like, I don't know what you call them, like stretchers that have these beautiful like woven fabrics all over them and Mm -hmm. like bells and they run along singing with these people. And yeah, so that they, they burn them so that they can achieve nirvana so that they go straight to heaven as opposed to being stuck in this um cycle or, or, or i don't quite know the um the logistics of it but um yeah so i i was wanting to to go and see that and i was traveling with this guy called henry who i've met i think in the in agra just before and um we were like oh let's go and let's go and see what's going on but obviously not go too close because at the end of the day they are these are funerals that are going on here. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy who's like coming in like, oh, can I get a selfie? Yeah. Can I, let's get some pictures. Just taking a picture of this dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, um, yeah, we, we went over and we were with this other guy called Raphael as well, who wasn't with us 
but he was like ditched by his friends in the hostel. Um, I, I don't know if they got annoyed with him or what had happened, but usually yeah, so good we, sign that he's a great person to travel with. <laughs> Who's the other people yeah, he, that you're with? Oh, they <laughs> fucked off on me. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you should come with us then. <laughs> absolutely. I think it was because he was he wasn't feeling very well. Um, like he was very kind of. He was like he wasn't feeling very well. He's quite white the whole time, um, and was just kind of a bit like all over the place. But he'd been to the Gats already that day and was kind of like telling us loosely about it as we, we walked over. And we were kind of looking from afar. I mean, they, they go on all along like the, the banks of the Ganges, but there's this main one, which is like 24 hours and it is just black with soot. Like it's really ominous. Mm. And um, we were standing there watching that one and this guy came over and was like, hey, how you doing? My name's whatever his name was and I'm this person. I'm a, I'm a local to local to Varanasi. Do you want to come and have a look what's going on? And it was kind of like, okay, um, yeah, this is fine. He was like, um, I'm going to show you the real India. And we were asking, is this okay? Like, well, is it not a bit odd to be wandering around? (laughs) He was like, no, it's cool. You're with me. um, So I can explain. And so he takes us around and you kind of weave around these I kind of, I don't know if they're like plinths, but they're really like big kind of structures that these people um, are burnt on. Essentially, they're obviously lying down and dead. Um, but they, <laughs> just thought I had fuck, <laughs> I wasn't ready. It's not my time. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they're all wrapped up, obviously. And you see some weird things. Like obviously, there's a lot of pressure in a dead person. Um, so when they burn sometimes things like heads expand and it's very odd um there were when we we just before we went actually there was this um other guy in the hostel who who had already been there in the day as well and he was like he saw this guy's arm fall out which i don't know if it was true or he was just kind of like uh teased me because you think like rigor mortis it would kind of be a bit stuck but unless this guy genuinely was alive he was one of those (laughs) i'm just a very deep sleeper And um, he, uh, yeah, so this guy took us around and he kept saying like, oh, this is this. Uh, and people were kind of getting a bit like wary of what we were doing. And then he said something, it was like, they're with me or whatever. But as we were going around, he was like um, giving us like all the facts about everything. So they need this amount of wood and that is enough to burn the body, but they need a bit more if they want it to be quicker because that achieves things quicker. And we're like, okay, cool. Uh, and he was telling us how much things cost. And that became like a recurring thing. Like he kept saying how much this costs. And he was like, I don't want any money from you, but just so you know, this is mm. this is how much it costs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, he and this is how much my tour guide costs. I mean, this is... <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I take tips. And um, yeah, so he took us around the top bit and then out the back to this hospice what he called a hospice and it was just this old building that was all um boarded up and there was this old woman outside and he was he took us this old woman uh and spoke to her like just before we came over um in the native language and then said to us okay so she's she's blind and she is going to bless you and it kind of seemed very odd like the way she was looking at him and talking with him and then looking over at us for her mm. to suddenly be blind. Mm. And then this is the thing we're going to go into. It just, it was a bit, yeah, something wasn't yeah. quite right. And Raphael was kind of nervous. Like he was kind of shaking. He was like telling us not to do it, but we were like, okay, fine. And I went first and he was like, she's going to bless you now. So sit down, close your eyes. And what this woman did, she like started like smacking me on the head very, very quickly and rapidly, like saying <laughs> mommy, puppy, brother, sister, just naming 
naming relatives essentially <laughs> and that was Uncle that was the depth cousin <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly twice removed um, <laughs> and uh, it was just very odd like henry was laughing and Raphael was just kind of doing this shaking thing still and then henry's turn like i was laughing at him and then obviously Raphael needed to go but he was like no and then like the man took offense to him not wanting to go and he was then like, okay, now you need to give me money for all this, for the blessing, because you need to buy her wood because she's going to die soon. And oh, it just wow. got very, very uncomfortable very, very quickly. And he became quite aggressive. And we were like, look, we don't have anything. I had like, I don't know, 200 or 300 rupees on me, like three pounds or something, not very much. And he was like, no, that's only one kilogram of wood. Would they need like, I don't know, however many it was. And he kind of got into this very confrontational kind of attitude of coming closer and closer to us and we started walking away like okay this is too much like you've we've given you something we need to go now right and this woman just this woman's like walking off she's done um, <laughs> like, i'm gonna go die now <laughs> yes <laughs> and yeah we ended up kind of just walking away very quickly it turned into a bit of a run and Raphael was kind of getting a bit faint at the same time oh, no. god who um, is this Raphael? Kind of, this guy sounds like honestly Raphael. who is this well, guy when we got back he um he had to go to hospital because we, we put him on the back of this like tuk-tuk thing um, and took him to a hostel because he was literally falling all over the place. Um, wow. And his friends were there when we got back and they're like, oh, what have you done to him? <laughs> <laughs> Left him. What did he do um, to himself? <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, and this guy, as we were running away, he was like, oh, if you come back here, I'll kill you. And was like, do you know the Undertaker from WWE? Yeah. Yes. He was kind of doing that. <laughs> it was, um, it was yeah, very, very really weird. With a big black hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Came from under the ring, and <laughs> it was a, it was a very, very odd experience. Damn. Wow. Well, so, what, so I want to know what happened to Raphael. What's his deal? You still speak <laughs> Did to he him? Survive? I don't know if he's still with us. <laughs> no, I don't know. He's um... how much? How many kilos of wood do you reckon he would have been worth? <laughs> <laughs> we should have just swapped him. Shouldn't we? <laughs> it's a good look, trade. Look, I can give you this guy. He's already yeah. on his last legs anyway. Can we get a two for one special? <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like death threats in a foreign country when you know, like, you're very much out of your uh, your comfort zone. It's probably one of the last things you want to get yeah it's absolutely. weird yeah i left i think i left the city like the next day because yeah you just i mean you don't know you do you don't know like where you're going or where, where's safe necessarily you're just kind of following people a lot of the time yeah. just being a sheep yeah it's unfortunate because a lot of times in your travel you do meet locals who are really genuine and really want to get to know you mm. and show you around and you know show you the real side of their country but then we have met people who you know say mm. that they want to show you around but then really they want like an exorbitant amount of money to do that and they don't really mm. tell you that until the very end and you don't yeah. really have anything on you so it's kind of hard to tell like which is which and it kind of ruins it for it's the everybody worst, else yeah. yeah and it's also a shame when then you know, when you've traveled for a long time, you've had a few of those experiences and then you get your back up against it and then you meet someone who's like genuinely friendly and you're like, yeah, well, fucking how much? And then they're like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, they, it's like you can't win, you know, they, they take offense to you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, how much do you want? And they're like, oh, I can show you like my uncle's restaurant. And then you'll be like, yeah, where are you going to take me then? To a suit shop? To a jeweler? <laughs> and then they're like, no, I just thought maybe you want to come and check out this thing. And you're like, yeah, all right, buddy. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a shame though, like. You know, we, we try to be pretty – I mean, we, we travel very authentically and we have always look for those sorts of experiences. And, you know, as long as you keep yourself safe, it's good to be open-minded and yeah. always give them the benefit of the doubt. And if if you can sure. sense that things aren't ever going towards – you can sort of start to feel the sell a little bit when mm-hmm. you – and then you can kind of like take yourself out of it before you overcommit. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. I'd say to people to always, to always give it a shot because it's part of travel. 
Yeah, true. I mean, getting ripped off is a part of traveling anyway, so yeah. it'll happen no matter what. <laughs> yeah, always the same. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you end up staying in India for? Do you know, I think that Varanasi thing kind of freaked me out. And I left after about a week after that. Uh, that's when I moved to Australia. And I was like, yeah, I kind of, I think I stayed about a month in total. But like, I was happy. I was happy with that month. It was like 11 months shorter than I planned. But <laughs> it was, um, yeah, everything happened very intensely and very, very quickly. I, I, like I said, I didn't change my clothes once. So I was glad to get out of that. And <laughs> like, it's such a beautiful country. Like, I mean, we said just then how genuine some people can be. And Indian people are very, very warm and like giving. And uh, yeah, I, I just kind of think I, I'd like to go back there and be a bit more comfortable from my own point of view in terms of like having more clothes, <laughs> having more belongings more and <laughs> more plans, essentially. Yeah. Um, just to yeah, experience it properly again. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, we hope you get there someday. <laughs> I hope we get there well, someday because yeah. yeah. we've never been. So it's on our list for We'd sure. We'd love to. Yeah. I'm sure you'd love it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tom, so much for sharing your stories today. Why don't you, before you head off, uh, tell the Voyagers where they can find you. Tell us a little bit more again about your podcast and where they can tune in. Of course. So my name is Tom. I, am, I have this podcast called The Worst Traveler, which is at Worst Traveler on Instagram. And you can also find me at Tom J. Page. With a double, is that with a double L? It is the, the British spelling. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, put, we'll put links in the show notes to the people who don't know how to spell the British way. Like us Americans. <laughs> yes. It's a one L, I think, you guys, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Australian is two L. We're, I'm familiar with both. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Check out, uh, check out that on Instagram. And, yeah, my podcast as well on all podcasting platforms. I tell a lot of my own stories, like the ones in India, and, of course, with guests as well. With Jules and Christine coming up very, very soon. Woo. Yeah. Can't wait. Yay. All right. Cheers, Tom. Thanks, Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you. Bye. All righty, Voyagers. You just heard from Tom Page from the podcast The Worst Traveler. As always, we'll put the links in the episode description as well as the show notes at notsobonvoyage.com. And hey, if you want to be on the podcast because you've got some amazing stories or you know someone who's got some stories, remember to hit us up on the IG. Christine, where can they find us? You can find us at Not So Bon Voyage. That's it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's very easy. It's very easy. It's at, you know, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, at Not So Bon Voyage. Our website, notsobonvoyage.com slash submit if you want to submit a story or if you want to let us know about someone who's got some great stories. We're going to keep up with the Voyager chats over the next couple of weeks. Yes, we are. Yeah, we've got a couple of people. Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, pretty Christine's, excited about that. Christine's very matter of fact. Yes, we do. Yes, we are. Okay. Well, then uh, there's nothing else for us to do except to say to you, remember, we want your subscription. We want your reviews. We should get, make a song about it. Uh, give us and, a five-star review. Yes. And have a great Thanksgiving if you're celebrating Thanksgiving. And if not, just have a good week. That's it. And we'll have a great week if you uh, subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it. Yes, please. All right. Thank you. We'll be you. thankful for you. We'll be very <laughs> thankful. We are thankful for... Our Voyager listeners. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You're the best. We probably should have said that at the start. You're the best. You're the best. Okay, guys, remember to stay safe on the road. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Bark, 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 bark.